0: Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. Welcome to our Sunday morning worship celebration. Celebrating Jesus, even when we have to cancel drive-in church. But the good thing is, that means you can all go to the bathroom whenever you want because you're at home. Sorry, good That's okay. Nobody heard that because they're still like, are they on yet? Trying to. Oh yeah, to good point. So, that's good. So um, we're gonna pray, and we're just gonna jump into a time of praising God in song. God, despite our situation, we thank you that we can gather and celebrate you. Just as nothing on this planet can stop or take away your unconditional, unprecedented love for us and for all humanity, we pray that nothing would stop us from celebrating you, worshiping you, and giving you all the glory that you deserve. Uh, We pray that this morning, wherever we are, in our homes, in our cars, if we're fortunate enough to be in a business, then we pray that we would take the time to just give you all the glory you deserve this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God, we pray that we can just give you praise and glory this morning, despite global pandemic, despite economic crisis, despite technical issues from every church on the planet trying to live stream right now. We just pray that you get all the glory that you deserve, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, so we're going to shift focus real quick, um, and I apologize in advance for all the technical issues and those of you that are having. Trouble viewing the live stream. Normally we start earlier, so we've got a more solid basis on which to live stream. But right now at this time, I guess this is the prime time for pretty much every church, as well as the West Coast churches are now kind of coming on board, so they're live streaming as well. So bear with us. Hopefully we can get a stable signal. Hopefully you're able to enjoy a stable signal. Uh, But before I continue, I just want to say... that let me pray because i just feel like things are just going haywire this morning so god we just lift up everyone that's watching this right now we lift up praise team uh pray that you would give me words and insight that truly will share your heart for your people and for all people and uh, we pray this in jesus name amen amen so uh really quick i was in the grocery store last week and uh mask on of course because that's how we do this now and I want to stop and say this is weird for me because the last six weeks there's been no one in a room and now these guys are spread out in the front and it's freaking me out but that's okay (laughs) that's okay Uh, so I was in the grocery store and I was talking to uh, the cashier and uh, you know just asking her how her day was and she made the comment that this was the worst groundhog day ever that she had ever 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 experienced and I was like I can totally Identify with that and then she said because we have no idea how to make it end how to make it stop every single day She gets up does the exact same thing. There's no change uh, And there's nothing that we can do to bring it to a close um, And it's okay, especially if you're a Christian if you feel like that because for us as Christians Sometimes we think that we're not supposed to have bad days, but we are uh, because it rains on the just and the unjust is what God says in his word. so when life sucks for the rest of the planet, it sucks for Christians as well. There's nothing we can do about it. And sometimes we just have bad days. And sometimes those bad days never end. They go on and on. Because believe it or not, before we went into this crisis, there were people who were having economic problems before the pandemic. Uh, there were people who were dealing with medical issues before they ever heard of the coronavirus. Uh, there were people who were dealing with Family issues trying to get along with loved ones before we all got locked into our own version of 60 days in Uh, there was just all kind of stuff that people were dealing with but the difference is if you're a Christ follower um, God is with you through it so if you're a Christ follower you're going whether it be medical pandemic economic whatever God is there to kind of help us through the crisis. But he's also there to help us not give into to it. Because when we have really sucky days, when we get on the other side of it, we can tend to look back and blame God, or blame family, or blame friends, or blame God, which is what a lot of people do. Uh, so I want to share quickly a story of someone who had a really bad day. Uh, and many of you guys remember the account of Joseph and the... Was it called? Technicolor Dream Cult. It's actually Multicolored Dreamcoat. dream cult. Technicolor is a Hollywood version, um, who had like the worst bad day ever. Uh, because on take your brother to work day, he went to go visit his brothers, and they sold him into slavery. Uh, they threw him down the well, sold him into slavery, which is like the worst bad day ever. I mean, you may not like your job, but when you get there, no one's going to throw you down the well and sell you into slavery. Uh, so he gets sold into slavery, and then to top it off, while he's in slavery, he gets thrown in jail for something that he didn't do. He gets falsely imprisoned for hitting on a woman. I was going to make an inappropriate joke, but <laughs> just, just he gets falsely imprisoned for hitting on a woman, thrown into prison, and then he spends the next ten years in jail. So. Bad day, hey, you go visit your brothers, you're thrown you know, down the well, sold into slavery. That bad day gets multiplied when you get thrown in prison, and that goes on for 10 years. And most theologians say he was about 17, somewhere between 14 and 17. But if you say 17, the math works better. So 17 years old when he got sold into slavery, three years as a slave, 10 years in prison. Like that's got to suck. That is as bad as it can get. And then when he gets out, yes, he gets elevated to a position of power and authority, but then he comes face to face with his brothers, and when he had the opportunity to confront them from a position of power, from a position of prestige, from a position of, I'm about to get the best revenge anyone on the planet has ever gotten, he chose not to, and instead, let me share a passage of scripture with you. He says this, in Genesis chapter 50, his brothers came before him, they prostrated themselves before him. And they said, here, we are your slaves, and that word slave doesn't have the the racial and hatred and all that stuff that we think of in our Western culture. It literally means we're your servants. We're going to serve you in order to pay off a debt, and they had a debt that they could not pay because they kind of sold him into slavery. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You meant to do me harm, but God meant it for good. So in other words, God knew it was going to happen, and God allowed it to happen. God didn't necessarily tell Joseph, hey, you're going to have, like, the worst bad day to end all worst bad days, and it's going to stretch for over a decade, and your entire young adult life is going to be spent in prison, in jail, but it'll get better. He didn't clue him into that. So Joseph's response to them was, hey, but God meant it for good so that it would come about as it is today with many people's lives being saved. Because of his position of power, he was able to save uh, not just his family, but people throughout Egypt. And he said this, so don't be afraid. I am going to provide for you and your little ones. And so he comforted them and he spoke kindly to them. And if we think about it, the understanding is that he forgave them, he remained in fellowship with them, He still had a favorable outlook on his relationship with God, and instead of taking vengeance on his brothers, who he could have blamed and should have blamed, and to be honest, every one of us would have blamed our family members, instead he said, I'm gonna use my position of power not to get vengeance on you, but to provide for you, and to take care of you, and to take care of your family. And for Joseph, the worst day imaginable his brother's throwing him in jail that stretched out for 13 years ended, for him, with him having a positive outlook on not just his relationship with them, but his relationship with God. And uh, there's a passage in the Bible many of us quote all the time. Uh, it's from Romans 8:28, where we quote that, you know, for those who love God, God makes things work for the good. And we tend to take that and think that means that God's never going to allow anything bad to happen to me, which is not true. that that, that's not even close to what it means when in actuality it actually paul shares this verse because of the bad things that happen to christ followers as well as everyone else so before we uh jump back up and do some praise songs uh let me do this let me wind down a little bit with this verse he says in verse 26 of romans before you get to the verse about god using everything for the good verse 26 paul talks about the fact that we have no idea what to pray for so god who put his holy spirit in christ followers will allow his holy spirit to talk to god on our behalf because right now uh people are praying for you know this this epidemic to be over because we're praying for a vaccine i know i'm praying for a vaccine and i want one like yesterday like everybody else on the same time i'm also praying that wait i don't i don't want to Twelve vaccines that don't work. So I want them to take the time it takes, and if that takes 18 months, that's great because I'd rather have it done right. But at the same time, I want it done right, but I'm also praying God we want it done yesterday because we're we're tired of this. Uh, there's people praying for you know like the whole economic aspect. Yes, we want businesses back open because I personally miss taking pictures of restaurant quality food. I don't know what you guys miss, but I miss that. I miss going to the movies. Uh, even the ones where I'm the only one in the theater. So I want businesses to open like tomorrow. Monday morning, everything's open, everything's back to normal. At the same time, I'm praying, hey, God, you know what? Don't let us run and open things too quick I don't want to go through this again. where you know, we're back and hey, it's coming around again. Everyone go back to a stay-at-home order. So we're praying, yeah, open our businesses. We need our businesses back, but we're also praying, hey, let's not do this too quick. We're also praying for all of our family members that, you know, Hey, God, allow us to make good use of this quality time that we're getting to hang out with our family members. Because once we go back to normal, it's going to be like hectic in school and after school projects and working late and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, we want that. But at the same time, we're also praying, you know, some of us, if we have to sit through one more family member making like a TikTok video, we're going to go crazy. And yeah, we'll sell them into slavery because we're just tired of that. So we're praying, yeah, hey, you know what, God? Thank you for this quality time. I have not got to spend this much time with my family in a long time. We're also praying, all right, God, we got to get them out of the house. And many of us are praying for the government as well. We're praying that, you know, yeah, we want the government to step up and do something and lead. But at the same time, we're also praying, hey, we don't want the government to infringe on our rights. That we, want, we want to put a rein on what they do, but we're also praying, hey, you know what, God, let them do whatever they need to do to make this go away. So we're, we're in that thing that Paul was talking about where we don't know what to pray for. We, we do this or do that or do this, and those things are in conflict. And so God in his wisdom allows the Holy Spirit in us to pray on our behalf. So while we're praying, yes, you know, Open the business, and we're praying, no, don't open too soon. God's Holy Spirit, do you remember when you were kids, and then the, the parents would be like, shh, shh, parents are talking. Go sit at the children's table. That's what God's Holy Spirit does. God's Holy Spirit is like, okay, Floyd, shh, because you have no idea what you want. So God's Holy Spirit says, hey, God, let's have a talk. Here is what Floyd in his heart really wants, and here is what Floyd in his heart really needs, and God says, I got this covered. And then God looks at this mess, and this is where we get that verse, this mess that Floyd is praying for, you know, don't do this, but yes, do this, this mess that sometimes, sometimes the bad days we have are because we screwed up and we caused them and we made mistakes and and we quit the job that we shouldn't have quit or we said something to the boss that we shouldn't have said or we said something to the spouse that we shouldn't have said or we said something to the children that we shouldn't have said, and it causes a bad day. And sometimes it's our fault but God still steps in and says, hey, all of this mess that's going on, whether it be an epidemic, whether it be a medical crisis, whatever it is, and you're trying to figure out how to pray for it and what to do about it, God says, I got this. He says, I'm going to use this, and I'm going to turn it into something good. And here's the thing. The something good doesn't mean it's going to stop tomorrow. It doesn't mean we're going to get the job we want. It doesn't mean we're going to get wealthy. It doesn't mean we're going to, you know reconcile right away with our loved ones, but it means when we get at the other side of that bad day, we'll still have that relationship with God, and hopefully, we'll still have that relationship with other people. That we'll be able to, like Joseph, uh, when we get to the other side, instead of blaming family, blaming friends, blaming the government, blaming you know, the businesses, you should have opened, you shouldn't have opened, we'll be able to just look and say, hey, let's get back to the relationship we had before, or if we didn't have a good one let's make a better one based on God being able to use all of this mess for his glory so here's what I want to do um, sorry for that long rambling uh, I want to pray because right now there's a bunch of us that have no idea what to pray for uh, we're praying and and, and we do that we, we pray for the medical the doctors the the I was going to say lawyers, but yeah, them too, throw them into the mix. We pray for the businesses, we pray for the government, but there's so much more. And we're like, are we praying for the right thing? Because it's not happening. But all that we can really do is just say, hey, God, we're human, and we haven't a clue what we need to pray for, but you alone are God, you alone are sovereign. And we pray that you take all of this mess and you make something good out of it. So God, we just pray that your hand would be upon this entire crisis. And that when we look back on it, that we we haven't lost relationship with with family members because we've been locked in the house too long. We haven't lost relationship with the businesses that we used to frequent. But most importantly, we pray that like Joseph, we have not lost our relationship with you. That we don't blame you, that we don't hold you accountable for the, the stupid and sinful things that men do, that humanity does but that we acknowledge that you have been with us every step of the way, just like you were with Joseph. And that we are able to look and to see all of the good things that you have been able to bring out of this mess. Even if it's new businesses opening, even if it's uh, new procedures put in place for how we interact with one another that are going to help keep us uh, safe. Even if it's new people that you've been able to bring into our life. Whatever it is, God, we pray that we would just acknowledge that we need you in this moment. We need you to help us through the hardships. We need you to help us through what we can't look at any other way except one of the worst bad days ever that just keeps going on and on and on. And we also pray for all of those people who kind of look at the church and say, that thing is not for me that maybe you would speak to their hearts and show them that it's not about any particular building or denomination, but it's about being a part of a body, a fellowship of people that love and put their faith and trust in you to hold them up, to sustain them, to give them the peace and the comfort that we need to go through these crazy times. We also pray for all those people that, Maybe they used to be a part of a church and now they're looking for fellowship and people who will come around them. We pray that you would bring God-honoring people into their lives to fellowship with them, to lift them up, to sustain them, to hold them up, and to direct them to you. And as the band comes up, we pray, that, uh, we pray for our local churches, God, and pray that you would just be with them as well. Ones that live stream, ones that haven't been, Just use them as places where people can come and experience you like never before. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, before we uh, go on to the next song, let me do this because I acknowledge and we all know Mother's Day is coming up next week. uh, And it's gonna be a Mother's Day unlike any other. Uh, Some moms who love being with their family, they won't get to uh, just because of, you know, the social distancing and global impact of the coronavirus. Uh, Some are going to be hurting even more because they lost their moms and being separated from their family is going to make it even harder. Uh, Some people are going to be hurting because they wanted to be a mom. And this whole thing is reminding them of their inability. And some moms are going to be hurting because they lost their children and being separated from the rest of your family uh, by this whole social distancing stay at home thing is going to make it hard. And when I was in the military, I was stationed in South America in Panama, and Mother's Day there was bigger than Christmas. It was like the biggest day of the year. Everything closed down. Gas stations, 7-Eleven, uh, you know, everything was shut down. And everyone went to the home of the matriarch of their family tribe, so to speak. And there, instead of, I mean, we do it differently here. Here we have all the moms uh, cook a big giant meal. We put them to work. That's how we celebrate them. there. Everyone else cooks this big giant meal, but it ends up being the same thing. You all bring all these family members around this huge table to sit down and to celebrate and to remind yourselves of the connection and the intimacy of family relationships. And I think that's what God wants from us as well. When he gives us this picture in his word of, of All of humanity kind of sitting around the the wedding or marriage supper table of the lamb. It's because he expects and wants this picture of family and fellowship and intimacy that comes with sharing a meal together and sitting around a table together. And Around that table on Mother's Day, there's going to be some people who have done some good things. Some family fights are going to happen because they always do. Some people aren't even going to show up. Um, Hopefully... The minimal amount of alcohol that's allowed right now might make some of them go a lot better. We'll (laughs) see. But no matter what, uh, we just pray that uh, if you're listening to this live stream, that you're one of the people that we're gonna be able to fellowship with around the table with God. And it's not by uh, joining a denomination or a church or whatever, it's just by acknowledging that he sent his son to die on the cross And just like on Mother's Day, some of us sitting around that table, we're not going to be perfect people. We're going to be people who made mistakes, who did things wrong. But God accepts us all, and he accepts all of you, and we pray that we all get to experience that together. So God, we lift up anyone who might even be thinking about what it might look like to enter into a relationship with you. We pray that you would remove any hesitation, that they would be able to experience your love, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness. And we pray that you don't, Allow them to think that they have to clean anything up or make anything better, but you invite them to the table just as they are, bringing all of our mess, all of our issues, all of our junk, and that you love us anyway in spite of all that, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. you guys pray that you have an awesome rest of your Sunday. Uh, Pray that you have an awesome Mother's Day celebrating with your family. Uh, Pray God would keep you until we get together again. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you did, please leave a comment on our webpage crossroadsofjeffersonhills.com or our Facebook page. You can also join our Sunday celebration every Sunday at 1037 a.m. We look forward to hearing from you online or in person. Thank you and God bless.